Well, think about how the first person got here. Like, think about what it would have been like when there's only one person. You got nothing to worry about. You got no worries. You don't know hunger because if it's there, it's yours. You don't know about scarcity because you're the single consumer. So you go through life probably blissfully. You don't even understand where everything begins and ends. I mean, it's just, it just is. And all of a sudden, another person shows up. So now you've got a dilemma. You have a problem. Immediately, the moment you have two people, you have a problem. Here's why. Because there's a sense of propriety. There's a sense of this is mine and you can't touch it. I'll share with you begrudgingly to avoid conflict, to avoid whatever. But I'm only going to give you as much as I need to give you. So as long as we take everything and divide it in half, we have ourselves a deal. So at this moment, the moment you have more than one person, now you got a situation where you have to come to an agreement. And the idea of boundary is born. So here we are in COVID and I'm sitting in my backyard because that's what most people do in COVID. If you want to be outdoors, you don't want to be in public. You don't want to put yourself at risk. So where do you go? You go to your backyard. And what's every backyard got? It's got a fence. Why does every backyard have a fence? Because there's more than one. Right? So something has to delineate mine from yours, yours from mine. We got to have a property line. We have to have an agreement about where mine stops and yours begins. And the fence is there as a subtle, not not an impassable reminder, because I can climb your fence, you can climb mine, but it's just a subtle cue that this is mine, and that's yours. And so it all works great. So when you're sitting in your backyard, there's this sense that even for a couple moments. What we really want to have is peace. We want to have some privacy. We just want to feel for a moment like the rest of the world could go away. So in my backyard, I got plants, I got trees, I got all kinds of stuff that if you're sitting in the right spot, basically the rest of the world disappears. And there's something about that, isn't there? If you can sit in your own backyard and look around and only sky above you, Green grass in front of you. Pop in a pair of headphones and you can't even hear your neighbor. You can't hear the lawnmowers. You, you can almost convince yourself that there's nobody else out there. But it got me to thinking. I can't see outside of my yard. So on the one hand, I love it because I can't see outside of my yard. But on the other hand... I start to think about the implications of not being able to see outside of my yard. Blessing and a curse. Blessing and a curse. And it gets me to thinking about perspective and ability. So if we bring this all back now to agility, to the practice, right? This, the life that we live has to be because we're trying to get people bigger. We're trying to get people free 
of the limitations, the self-limiting beliefs, and the things that keep us from being our best, from doing everything we can do. And that's noble. But here's the problem. We all have fences. The primary purpose of a fence is to protect mine from yours, yours from mine. But it also has a dual purpose, a secondary purpose. And it's unintentional and it's unwanted. And that secondary purpose of the fence is to limit what we can see. And in your backyard, it provides you privacy and it provides you some shelter. And it provides you respite. And that's all good. But in every other application of the word, a fence, a barrier between you and the rest of the world creates an insular existence that doesn't serve you. Here's what I mean. If you can't see what bigger looks like, how can you approach it? There's been tons of movies made about this from like The Maze Runner to, you know, probably The Truman Show to, I'm thinking of some other examples where you're living inside a microcosm. And because you can't see beyond it, you can't see who's pulling the strings. You can't see what everyone else is up to. You can't see what greatness could look like. You're living inside a cube of sorts. A place where although anything is possible, you can't imagine it because you can't see it. You have no frame of reference. And this is the problem that we all have. This is what causes agile failure. This is what causes most of our pain. Someone pointed something out to me today. It was a post that basically said, agile has failed. It's over. Agile hasn't failed. And in fact, if you believe that it's failed, what does that mean? It means we're going to go on to whatever's next. We're going to pick something new. We're going to design something else. We're going to latch on to a new set of beliefs. And we're going to do the same thing that we do the minute there's more than one. We're going to build a fence. And we're going to say, this is ours. This is mine. Partly out of a sense of protection, but partly to protect the sanctity of the new thing that we build. We're going to want to keep the outsiders out and the insiders in for a little while. But the problem is that we get tunnel vision. We can't see anything outside of our fence. The plus side is I can't see my neighbors. The downside is I can't see my neighbors. I can't see anything except the light that I choose to let through. So what ends up happening is that we have a set of beliefs based on experiences inside those four walls, inside those fences. We don't hear, we don't see, so we don't know. And this is the plague that infects us all. When I work with teams, what I see is, this is the way we've always done things, so this is the way we continue to do them. And as we propose new ideas, they don't even understand what we mean. Number one reported cause of agile failure is nobody's sure what agile is. Why? Because we put a fence up. We got a fence. We bring in a new idea, and that fence keeps us from seeing. Fence keeps us from hearing. The fence keeps us from our neighbor. The next problem that we have, the next thing that causes agile failure, 
is a failure to make change happen, a failure to involve executives, a failure to take on the right mindsets. But what mindsets? If everyone that you're trying to influence has a fence up, you can't see your neighbor. So what happens? Nothing changes. Nothing changes because we can't see what different might look like. We can't hear the outside noises because we've, choose, we've chosen to plug our ears. We can't see outside sights because we've let the trees and the bushes grow so high to create that artificial container of solace and respite and privacy. And at the end of the day, it shields us from getting bigger. See, you can't grow beyond your current circumstances, your current experiences. If you can't visualize different, you have nothing to reach for. You can't get bigger. You can't say, I want to live over there because there is no over there because you can't see it because you've built a fence that blocks it off. Nothing fails if you persist long enough. One of the reasons why I think Agile's lasted as long as it has because we get tired of constantly building new ones. And I think in a way, Agile for the first time has allowed us to at least admit that there's a better way of doing things. If you do things differently, short cycles, less upfront planning, less documentation, reducing waste, delivering continuous value. If we do at least those things, we can have better But if we've got a fence up, we're only going to hear a certain amount of it. We're only going to hear what we like to hear. We choose what we let in. And at first brush, we let in the things that are comfortable. And then the fence does the rest of the work. It protects us from the things we don't want to hear, the things we don't want to do. But we're comfortable. We're peaceful. And... Because we do things the way we've always done things, we get the results that we've always gotten. So it's not Agile that fails us. It's us that fails us. Our ability to tear down fences is what creates a great coaching experience. It's what creates a great consulting experience. It's what creates a great Agile experience. Our ability and our insistence to tear those walls down and to see what's possible I always say, build an interesting fire. And other people are going to look at it and say, what's that? I want to get warm too. But if your fences are so high that you can't smell the smoke and you can't see the flame, there's nothing to inspire us. So how can we tear down walls today? It's always with the first board. You got to start somewhere. Sometimes it gets frustrating, and I want to quit. I don't want to work with teams that don't want to listen. I don't want to work with teams that don't want to see, but the job of the artist is to see. The job of the artist is to be able to look beyond as if there were no fences to imagine what's possible. And in my experience, all you have to do then is find people who see it too. And that doesn't have to be all of them. It doesn't have to be the whole hundred. It doesn't have to be 500. It doesn't even have to be 20. It just has to be one, maybe two. Someone else who sees it too. Seeing is based on desire, by the way. 
to see the future, to see differently, there's a spark. There's always a spark. When you're walking an automatic pilot, nobody all of a sudden catches a glimpse of something and says, oh, I'm forever changed. They have to be looking for it. There has to be a sense of pain. There has to be a sense of not enough, no more, not good enough. There must be something else. But once you've gotten hold of that, now you're on to something. Because you can use that gap, you can use that crack, you can use that failure, you can use that pain as an entry point to say, I know, it sucks, doesn't it? It sucks to be doing the same thing the same way and always be bound up by the same limitations to get the same results, the same limits on our outcomes, the same degraded performance, the same failed mission. After a while, it gets to a point where you can see it in people's eyes that they're worn down, they're just tired. They just don't want to do it anymore. And it's in that moment where the ray of hope, the glimmer of hope can take almost any form. And if you can see it, then all there is to do is to show it to them. And you'll know when people are ready, they'll have that look in their eyes like, help me. I'm tired. There has got to be something more. I'm bored of the same outcomes. Must be a way to do better, to be bigger, but I can't see it. All I see is fence. Even if I bring my friends over, we sit in the same backyard, we all see the same fence. The good news is I don't see my neighbor. The bad news is I don't see my neighbor. You give them a glimmer of hope. If you show them, if you give them a peek, if you walk them through it one time and show them what's possible, can you deliver something they've never seen before? Something that makes them go, wow, how'd you do that? Then you can say, I'll show you. But the first thing we got to do is get this fence down. Then maybe, maybe you got a shot. Maybe you have something new you can try. Maybe there's hope. Because guys, can you get to the end of your career? with the fences all the way up, looking at the same scene, hearing the same sounds, never challenging, never changing, never standing up to peer over the edge? Yes, you can. Most people I know die that way, with the same view, the same vista, the same panorama. 20 yards from their face. It ends right there. It's only when you're willing to see, it's only when you're willing to look over that fence that you can grow beyond your circumstances. Because if your fence doesn't come down, your circumstance never change. Your environment never changes. Your surroundings never grow. And that's such an impossible problem to solve at the outset when you're first looking at it. When you see things like poverty, when you see kids who have never known what anything else looks like, what are they going to respond to? How are they going to behave? How do they make sense of the world? They make sense of the world with the information they've been given. When you see hatred, intolerance. When you see poor education, when you see all of those socioeconomic factors that never change because you can't leave the neighborhood, you can't see your neighbors. But the bad news is you can't see your neighbors. What would you aspire to? What could you aspire to? There's nothing to see unless you choose to look.
the most important thing we do. And here's the deal. Most of the people I meet don't get this. Most of the agile practitioners I meet don't get this. They're laser focused on the process. What do I do? What do I say? What's step one? What's step two? What are the ceremonies? What does the scrum guide say? We release a new scrum guide. What does it say? What am I supposed to do? What do I do now? Fences. All of it fences. Seeing what we choose to see, seeing within our own backyard, letting other people dictate our reality. It can't work that way. We have to see bigger. And there's people who are doing it. They're actually everywhere. Look at anyone who's invented something that you admire, something you respect, something you use every day. Look at the people whose accomplishments light you up, who make you say, I wish I could, I wish I was. Those people are doing it. Those people see. Those people have learned to see beyond fences. And our job is to help others do the same. That's where the growth is. And until we do that, it'll be Agile has failed. Let's bring on the new Agile. All hail the new Agile. New Agile has failed. And we repeat the same loop, like the same way we run our lawnmowers in our backyard. Every now and again, the weeds come up. It gets too long. It gets unsightly. So we pull out the weed whacker and the lawnmower, and we walk around the yard, surrounded by the same fences in a big circle. And nothing changes. And every day is the same as the day before. The view is always the same. Tear down fences, help people see. That's the goal. That's the coaching rule. Your processes and your frameworks are just tools. Some will be born, some will die, some will live forever. But it's the ability to help people see that moves them beyond the space where they are today. But if they can't see, then they can't see. And then nothing will happen. And then that's the real tragedy and it's a choice you can exit your life that way you can exit your career that way or or you could do something unprecedented you could do something that 95 maybe even 98 99 of the people in our industry fail to do you can learn to see thank you very much my friends